Hello, and welcome to Apropos, a conversation between Clojure programmers that you can join in live on YouTube. We're going to discuss a few Clojure news items and share our opinions, strong or otherwise, on them. Then we'll jump into a REPL and code some exercises or do some demos. If you're joining us live, feel free to comment in the chat and we'll try to address the questions. So I'm going to introduce our panel today. Looks like we got a full Monty. We have Mia. Hello. Mike. Howdy. Ray. Hello. And I'm Eric. And we want to do a shout out uh, today because we have 500 subscribers. Everyone do a gesture. <laughs> 500. Thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, it means a lot to us that that people actually care about this show. Does anyone else want to say something about that? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, you know, I think we probably thought there would be five rather than 500. So <laughs> Two orders of magnitude. Yeah, it's quite impressive. You know, I think it's it's for us, you know, it's really nice to, to have people in the chat room and uh, join in as well. And, uh, you know, it's great. I, I, I'm really happy. I'm really pleased about it. And thanks to all the people for giving us the encouragement. Cool. Yeah, I still don't know how to pronounce the name, but uh, it's really cool. So, is it apropos? It's apropos. Is it ap apropos? Uh, apropos. Apropos. I think the British consult the British. They know how to speak. They say pasta. They pasta. They British people say they pasta. Speak French. It's it's wrong. I say pasta. Pasta. Yeah, that's that's wrong. <laughs> what pasta? I pasta. I say pasta. It's pasta. I know. Yeah. <laughs> pasta. Have you ever heard Pastel someone say, uh, uh, there's a joke going around that Canadians say JavaScript? They do. <laughs> You've never heard that? That's, yeah. I, I don't know why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you're about to invade them or something? <laughs> no. Just It just sounds okay, funny just to it. us to say JavaScript. <laughs> it's JavaScript. What about me then? Eh? What's that? What about me then, yeah? That's <laughs> that was an excellent Canadian, Canadian accent. Sorry Sounded that, just guys. like a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure JavaScript sounds really silly to a lot of people too. But that's the funny thing is they probably don't even notice that we say JavaScript. That's Americans down here. It sounds exactly the same to me. Java that's and it. Java don't sound different. Growl versus growl. Yeah. It's really yeah. It's tiny differences, you know. Are we it's a say huge difference. Again for a while? It's tomato and tomato. It's yeah, never say it again. <laughs> so so before we get into the if actual we say it three content. times it's going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> like Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, so so wait, I, I need to ask you, Ray. Do you say tomato oh, yeah. or tomato? Ooh, I say tomato. No, I don't. I say tomato. Yeah, okay. tomato. Tomato soup. What do I say? <laughs> you caught me there. I don't know what I say. Tomato. I say tomato, yeah. Tomato. Very proper. Yes. The queen would be proud. Tomato. Wait, why would you say tomato but not pasta? I know. Uh, I know. They're, they're, they're a mystery uh, over come there. Come on, let's go on. Let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, going to be, you know, do you say, lang wait, language wars. I remember watching Two Fat Ladies, that TV show, the cooking show. Yeah. 
and they would yeah. say jalapeno. Yeah. And whenever I would watch it, I would crack up and like roll on the floor a few times. <laughs> God. You're ja- pleased. Jalapeno. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people are mispronouncing things. Yes. There's YouTube channels for this, you know. <laughs> yes. Apparently this one now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on with the closure stuff. We can mispronounce stuff like ASOC. Um, yeah. My wife does Clo- call it closure for what it's no, worth. Closure, the French. Yeah, no, the French. Yeah, you have to do your head <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. So, what is our first topic? I'm trying to pull it up and it's not coming up. Someone I think it. you mentioned yeah. community. Noise in the community or something. Oh, it was my topic first. It was you. It was you. All right. Noise in the community. So I've heard uh, um, many times people in like the same breath, they're like, isn't closure dead? And Elixir is like exploding. And and so then I like dig a little deeper because, you know, I live in the closure community. It's not dead. Um, And then it turns out that they just haven't heard much about closure recently. And so they assume that no one is using it. Um, and so then, you know, it's like, why don't we talk about it as much as other communities is basically, basically the question I have. One theory I came up with recently is if you talk about it in Slack, you're inside this little closed Mm. box, but if you hop out and go maybe and go on stack overflow or anything public, and that perhaps makes a little difference. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like, I feel like when people talk about it, they're comparing closure to like Elixir, right? Or like Erlang mm-hmm. or like Rust or like things that people are doing a lot of in their spare time, but not a lot of people are working with. That's right. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think that the hobbyist community for closure is probably staying the same or maybe shrinking a little bit, but that doesn't mean people aren't using it more. They're just using it in a business context. And this is a sign of the community turning over from a hobbyist language to an enterprise language. Hmm. Maybe closure is dead and we just don't realize it. I know. Maybe maybe we're all dead and we're living in this nether-like world. And Why are um, people watching us? <laughs> Maybe that's what they're, they're trying to communicate that we are dead. They're trying to let us know. Um, so yeah, like, and it, it's, it's other things. Like you look at the, the amount of promotion that a, an Elixir conference gets versus the closure conferences. Like somehow I hear about the Elixir conferences, um, even though I'm not part of that community really. Um, and there's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, I, I somehow feel like closure is so mature that we're not like talking about new features all the time, whereas they're talking about features that we've had. I don't know. Like, I don't want to make it sound like we're better, but like, I, I, I do remember, um, because we're not, that's not my point, but it's like, I don't know. Oh, you got an if oh no, I'm not gonna say that. Like I, I like Elixir, so I'm not gonna but if they get a library that we already had, 
in the Java ecosystem. Like we just don't brag about it. I don't know. We're not that excited that like someone learned to use that from the, some Java library from Clojure. Um, Whereas being on a totally different VM, they do get excited because they, they needed that and it now exists. Um, not sure. Yeah, I mean, my take on it is that these some of these people like in the JavaScript world and the Elix world and the Rust world um, have just got a better social game than many of the Clojure people. You know, mm -hmm. the community outreach people, for whatever reason, they're better at getting on other shows or better at pimping out the uh, the new features because there's plenty of new features coming in Clojure. Yeah, you know we're talking all the time about like depths.eden, tool steps, you know all these kind of things that are happening in the Clojure script. Every time we we get on this YouTube channel, we're talking about some some good stuff that's happening, and we're only capturing a small fraction of it. You know the, the actual right. libraries are all popping out all over the place. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But um, I, I think somehow, and, I, and I, I think I will take a swing at Cognitech on this one. They're just not very good at um, pushing out, you know, or there are not enough people at, at, at the sort of leadership level of the community that are good at putting out on the social networks or, or on the blogosphere or, you know, mm. just, just that kind of uh, developer advocacy. It just doesn't seem to be working as well in Clojure. I mean, I think we're doing, obviously, we're doing a bit here, which is good. Um, but there needs to be more of this. So, call to arms. Raise your hand, open your mouth, and start talk a podcast. About it, it's bloody good. Start <laughs> yeah. a podcast, start a YouTube channel, write in the blog. I mean, seriously, we, we haven't got enough of this stuff going right. on. It's embarrassing, I think, right. that, you know, I run a, bot, a podcast and a YouTube channel. Come on, guys. Get some, <laughs> someone else have a bloody go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> Really, um, I know. I, I want people to to do other stuff and get you know, beat us into a cocked hat. So we've got some competition. Sure. I mean, I just I, I think that the hobby languages are the wrong point of comparison here. But what yeah. does concern me is hearing that Euro closure might not be happening. Right. That's a right. that's a big concern for me. I think that the like the amount of chatter may not necessarily be the best gauge for a mature language with enterprise uses, but the conferences should still be there. And if we're losing conferences right and left, then that is a more serious sign to me. Yeah, but I think I, I take your point there, but actually, you know, I was talking about this with somebody and, and the thing about Europe is that Europe's got lots of conferences, actually. Um, yeah, we have like the German conference, we have um, a Dutch conference, we have a we have a Finnish conference coming up later in the year. There's a London conference. You know, there are like four or five conferences every year in Europe. More, most, more conferences about closure in Europe than there are in the US. That's true. So, I think to some extent, it's a, it's maybe it's the people looking at Euro closure think, well, you know, there's enough conferences there already. The community is going well. So, I, I don't necessarily think that there that it's such a big cause for concern because there are grassroots conferences and you you know. And they're really good. I mean, you know, I, I've been to like two or three this year even, and they're really excellent. So there is um, another difference, and I, this is going back to what you were saying, Ray, that like I know someone who's running an Elixir conference, and he said as soon as they announced it, um, 
Jose Valim, who's the creator of Elixir, emailed and was like, I'll speak if you want me to. And it's that kind of um, just like proactive um, outreach. And he's like, I'll even, you know, I'll get it paid for. You don't even have to pay me. Just, Mm. um, I just want to be there and talk. Um, That we we just don't have. Like, you know, Rich will go to um, Closure Conj, but... You know, I invited him to uh, closure sync, and he said no. Um, so you know, I'm, I mean, not saying he should change, but it does explain, you know, part of that. And like Dan that, says, we don't yeah. even have closure west anymore. Like closure west was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. <laughs> you should start yeah. it again. But I think Rich needs to just need to get out there and not just on the Cognicast or on the Closure podcasts. I mean, but the, the conferences that he's done well at are conferences like the Ruby conference talking about, you know, uh, Simple Made yeah. Easy or whatever it was at the, at, the, at the Ruby conferences. I'm sure other conferences, Java conferences, Ruby conferences, JavaScript conferences would like, like to have him there. And, you know, he needs to get out there and do these things. You know, I don't want to tell him his job full stop, but... There is an outreach required, and it's by him and by other people at his team, you know. And and Alex is doing a great job talking to us, but who's talking out to the world? And I think they need a marketing officer of some type for going to other communities and to broadening the message. And you know, there needs to be some leadership around this. I'm sorry, but that's that's their role. And I I, I also want to say like I agree like so okay let me let me back up. I believe that the reason Closure is as successful as it is is because of Rich's early outreach. He did do a lot of conference yes. talks, and um, and then it kind of slowed down. And he's probably just hard at work on the language and on Datomic right now, and it's just not something that he wants to put time into. Um, and I, I also sometimes cringe when I hear people saying, well, Cognitex should do this and do that because um, I'm kind of like a proactive guy myself. And like, I just went and created a conference, you know, <laughs> like and I didn't, um, you know, think that, oh, they should be making this conference. Uh, and so I think that it's kind of like in the Lisp spirit that we don't need to wait for the language to change. We don't need to wait for the company curating it to change. Like most of the Elixir podcast, I, I don't know why we keep picking on Elixir, but most of the Elixir podcasts are just community podcasts. They're not like created by the company who does Elixir. And we don't have that either, right? So, hmm. um, But I mean, I think that, so like you can't name the company that does Elixir. Right? Like, maybe you can't. I don't know. I can't. Um, I can't. No. They don't. I think that, but like, everyone knows Cognitech does closure. Right? And I think that when you have that kind of tight coupling between the, the people who make the language and the language itself, right? You know, I mean, uh, the relationship with Cognitech and with the community is different than the relationship with other language makers and their communities because Cognitech has such a strong hold on closure Mm. um and that means that it is incumbent on them in a way to give their blessing 
Yeah. Uh, in a way that it's not for more community-driven languages. And it's not like it's not like good or bad, right? It's not a value judgment. It's just that's that's how this language works. And closure is great. The language is great. But it means that if you're going to have this tight of a hold on it, then you need to give your blessing to help community grow. It's really it's really interesting you say that cuz I still I think I don't have that attitude. I remember before there was a Cognitect, um, there was a kind of loose alliance between closure and relevance. And I still had that, I still feel that. It's like, it's one guy making a language and um, and there's this community around it of interested people. And I the more I talk with people nowadays, the more they do express what you're saying, Mia, is that they feel like Cognitect is somehow cramping it. And I I never felt that. Like, I always felt like it was just one guy in a language and everybody else who's just... Well, I'm not saying yeah. cramping, right? Like, I mean, I... Or controlling and, like, wait, and people are waiting for permission. There, there and, is a sense of waiting for permission, yeah. I would agree with and that. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, people I need knew. to get over that. I just, I don't, I don't, I know Cognitech could do a lot to help people get over it, but I also think that, um, that, that it's just not the best way to think us, about it. Most of us don't remember how it was. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you know, by the time I got to closure, it was, it was two years ago and it was already like this and we're pulling sure. in a lot of new people, right? We're training, We've got 10 new people coming in. We're training them in closure, right? And the closure that they're entering is this enterprise era closure. And there is not enterprise closure without Cognitect. Right. Yeah, I think also, I don't think it's a permission thing. I think it's a tone thing, personally. You know, I think it's, you know, it would be fine if there was activity from Cognitect marketing the thing. Other people would just not automatically kind of do it as well. I think it's this its this kind of almost like they're like a clam. They're shut up. They don't say much. They're not doing much. You know, not, not much is said. And, and I think there's there's no leadership in that space, which is a shame. Yeah. But that's, that's my view of it anyway. I mean, to be honest, like you, Eric, I don't wait. I think, you know, we start doing things. We start talking about stuff. I'm talking about the overall atmosphere, you know, um, where I think people feel like there isn't enough in general, there isn't enough um, promotion and sort of uh, shouting about the, the great stuff that's going on. There's no problem with being modest as an individual, but the language itself and the facilities and the, and the, the things that we can do with this language are pretty incredible and we should be shouting out about them a lot more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some nice things coming on the chat here, by the way. Uh. Yeah, well, that is also the other aspect to it. It's like closure is this kind of secret sauce for a lot of big businesses, and they don't talk about it. Right. That's so a you, weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. You don't really know who's using closure until you are in a closure job, and then you get some surprising recruiter emails. You're like, what? They're doing that there? Right. Like, they don't talk about it. Um, that, so there's really no way of gauging how widely it's being used. 
Right. And, and, and like conversely, you see all these Fortune 100 companies saying they use closure and then, you know, they have 10,000 employees, but only 10 of them know closure, for instance. Where, so the, you don't even know if you do know it's at the company. It doesn't mean like a huge number of people is using it. Um, yeah. it's, it's hard to gauge the size of the community. Like if you look, so I saw a graph the other day, which was tracking languages used in, um, hacker news, who's hiring posts. So it's like per month and closure is, you know, believe it or not, still above Elixir and still above Haskell, um, and way below Scala. And it's, you know, sort of, sort of like where I would expect it to be like being in inside. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking I'm going to learn Elixir cause there's a lot more jobs, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to be true. But also like a lot of times like companies put in languages they're not necessarily using to get people who know those languages. And I think that if you're like closure devs are good devs to hire, right? Yeah. There was that really interesting factoid that came out about people who do their coding challenges in different languages um, oh. and how, how likely they are to get a callback. Closure is one of the highest ones for getting a callback. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. It was from a couple of years ago. Um, but that was really interesting to me, right? So people, they're, they're trawling for Clojure devs. They might not necessarily be using Clojure. Or they might be using Clojure, and we don't know. <laughs> yeah. But they're not, you know, they're Or they not might be open to using Clojure, and they, they use yeah. it, you know, people are using it on the back end, but they don't have a job that's, like, listing Clojure. Like, it's, it's, it's complex. By the way, I will, just as a, to redress some of my own imbalance there, I will give a shout-out to David Nolan who does still do quite a lot of reach out to different conferences. He goes around and he just talks. So, so it's not all silence from, from Cognitech. I get that. Yeah, and so someone else is mentioning Stu here. If you are watching, David, I do I do recognize that. You're doing a good job. Keep going. David, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone else is mentioning Stu here. Like, yeah, uh, Josh here says it doesn't need to be rich. And it doesn't. Like. And we do have really great evangelists and great advocates who are out there giving talks and doing things, um, which is why I I don't think that the closure is dying conversation. It it it's always coming up. Right, even you go to our closure, and uh, one of the top posts right now on the front page is uh, closure is amazingly healthy, which is wow. not a post you would that. see on a language where people weren't constantly talking about whether it's dying. <laughs> <laughs> but like, His life, the health of closure is greatly exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's not, I don't, I don't really know. Like we're, we're trying to figure out whose responsibility it is. And I don't know if it's anyone's responsibility, but then there's the question of why aren't there more? Yeah. Um. And, you know, some part of me thinks that like Elixir got a lot of the Ruby magic, that there was mm -hmm. just uh, this big, big, I don't know, push for community in the Ruby community. And it's like, if you like a thing, you make a conference and you talk about it a lot and you, and uh, it, it's just something that we maybe didn't inherit the way they did. 
Because we're all a bunch of hammock hammock nappers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're thinking about our domain and actually, you know, we're not focused on the language. We're like, hmm, I wonder how to best represent this thing in the language. We're not like, oh, did you see if I chain this to that and I can do this and that? So, and Mike, you've been pretty quiet and you've done a lot of, like you are a very visible face of closure, I feel like. You're certainly a very well, visible so closure script face. Where my mind is, is I cannot see what you're talking about. I don't, I don't see other languages being talked about, perhaps because I stay inside this closure world. Mm. And I'm wondering, well, where are you getting this opinion from? Um, is it from people talking about it on Twitter? Or is it just hallway conversations at companies where like, ah, they're talking about some language and you're like, or some developer wants to do their tests in this language or something like that. And, and, but it's not closure. It's some other language. It's, it's, it's from? from people outside of the closure community. And they're and also outside of Elixir. Um, I have and, no friends. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like broaden my Twitter followership or something and, and listen to other people. But yeah, it makes me wonder. So when you see uh, advocacy for other languages, what form does it take? Is it um, conferences? Is it people just talking about cool stuff on Twitter that they're that they're happy about? I mean, it's a really good question because um, I feel like we have really awesome talks at the closure conferences. And when I watch talks from other language communities, I'm like, that was okay, but it was, it was, it's not that the speaker wasn't good. It's just the topic was often very basic. It was just something like, um, you know, how to avoid quadratic algorithms, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's base. that seems, that's basic to me. Like in my level, like that's not, that's not that interesting. I would rather learn about how to make a rules engine um, that runs efficiently. You know, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. And so I don't know if we're, if we just have like this mismatch with, with what people need, you know, that they would rather have the more basic material. Um, I don't know. But you get the sense that there is buzz around other communities that you don't see in the closure community. Or I mean, the discourse is so dominated by the Orange website, which is such an unpleasant place to be or look at. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's why I can't see this because I never go yeah. to that place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe stop doing that. maybe closure is just don't hang out in the Orange website because it sucks and people are mean. I don't mm-hmm. go there. Yeah, but I think I think what Eric was referring to was the number of like visible like channels and podcasts and like yeah. conferences, community kind of outreach things that people in those other communities do that are a bit that are a bit more. Uh, that are fewer in number in the closure world, despite us seeming to have a bigger community than Eddie. So just yeah. if it was a pure numbers game, you'd yeah. imagine there would be, you know, 10 podcasts with closure, for example. I guess you could argue that if you look at like blog posts being written about closure, you could start to conclude that it's dying. <laughs> because I'm not writing anymore right now. I don't see other people doing it. Maybe maybe there's something that could be done there. People could just start writing posts about cool things they're finding out. Adrian in the chat mentions uh, Reason, Reason ML. It's like totally new. Okay, uh, yeah, there is some buzz around that. And people, yeah, that's Facebook, isn't it? That's well, Facebook. That's a huge company behind it. Yeah. There's sh- sure, but you've heard of it, right? 
and uh, people like I've heard, I've seen talks locally where people are like, yeah, reason we're, we're, this is what it is. And like, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not interested in it, I, but I still hear about it. That is true. I have, even though I live under a rock, I've heard about reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something about that language that is getting out there. Yeah, yeah, it's called Facebook having, <laughs> it's like, oh, why is Go getting out there? It's because <laughs> you have this giant company uh, getting people to accept yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. like, and maybe it's okay. good. I don't know. Like, React so is legitimately should, good, but. We should all take jobs at Facebook and, and start yeah. promoting closure from within. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you think yeah. about, if you think about reason, reason is based on our camel. Yeah. 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 Um, and our camel is nowhere i mean you know it was right. like uh what some some one financial company i can't remember the name now day or something mm -hmm. uh, and that was it i mean nobody and and all camel was in the wilderness until i think there was a sort of you know this um this guy wrote something about the unikernels in our camel mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. like a tcpip stack and that you know the uh the uh, mirage um the mirage um, project and that took off a little bit but apart from that, a camel, nothing. Well, and like, I bet you even will see this with reason that there's not going to be jobs in reason. I mean, oh, I, no, I, yeah. like it's, it, I'm, I'm just saying it's like people are going to use it as like a stepping stone to learning types and functional programming. I mean, and, do you think that like, would you have said that about React when React started? Good point. That what they weren't be wouldn't be jobs. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think if you look at the reason, I mean, you know, Facebook have this editor in theory, at least, where you can you can type in language X and it emits language Y. That's quite an interesting concept, you know, where you can essentially write JavaScript on the top end and it will come out as as um, mm. or camel or ML in the in the bottom end. And that will, you know, it's like the opposite theory, of the natural pleasant order of things. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Let that's me write true. JavaScript on purpose. <laughs> like I'll choose yeah. that. <laughs> when I could be using uh, a nice functional language. Uh, yeah, but people go to where they go to where the people are, don't they? You know? Yeah. Well, also. It could be that people are just like, well, this might be the next React. Like we underestimated React when it came out. Facebook, you know, we no one wanted to do anything from Facebook, and now it's like the biggest thing ever. And yeah, but I think the other point that was made in the chat, I can't remember who made it. Let's have a quick look back in uh, scrolling back here. Is that it's kind of got a Ruby-like syntax um, elixir. Yeah. Um, and then that. That attracts people, you know. I mean, Java was attractive because it was a bit like C and C++, but different enough to be, you know. And, uh, you know, Scala's attractive because it's a bit like Java and it's got some extra things. Sorry? So, and then Sun made deals with every university, so they were taught it in school. Well, there's that, but, I mean, it was popular before that. I mean, you know, the on-ramp, to to Java from C was relatively easy, and yeah. I, I I went I went through that on ramp myself, um, and the on ramp from C to JavaScript is is also relatively easy because the syntax is familiar. The the ramp from from Java to Scala is very easy. The ramp from Ruby to Elixir is relatively easy. Concepts are all different, but the the right. syntax is familiar. 
closure is different. I mean, you know, we, we have got a, there's a, there's a, the on-ramp is more in your face, you know. It's not just conceptual, it's also syntactical. And that is a challenge, that is a barrier. Yeah, it is. It really is. Hmm. We are six minutes late for On that, that happy note, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that means we have some topics for next week that we don't have to prepare for because we already have them. Uh, thank you time. for that. I don't know if we've resolved anything, but um, I just wanted to bring that up. I hear that too much. Okay. Um, so we're about to switch over to the REPL. Uh, if you're listening on the audio version, the podcast, you can watch the REPL coding on YouTube. Just search for this show. Um, and so we're going to end the audio here. <laughs>